0: The LA Clippers were looking to make it five wins in a row on Saturday afternoon, and we know the history with those afternoon games in recent years for the Clippers, and it would be a continued poor history of them. With the loss to the Orlando Magic, which makes a sweep for the Magic over the Clippers this season, what went so wrong for the Clippers, and why does the phrase, it doesn't matter who starts, it matters who finishes, not really holding up true right now for the clips going to be talking about that all on today's locked on clippers locked on clippers your daily los angeles clippers podcast part of the locked on podcast network your team every day Yes, sir. You are locking in with the Clips. Thank you for making Locked On Clippers the first listen of your day, your team every day. I'm your host Darian vizieri in my 18th season as a Clipper fan. You can also follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Dime Dropper Pod or subscribe to our own YouTube cha- my own YouTube channel Dime Dropper for more Clipper and LA sports content. And remember, Locked On Clippers is free and available on all your favorite podcasting platforms, including YouTube, where I want you to tell me, in your opinion, what was the biggest reason the Clippers lost this game? Because it was a weird one, to say the least. So we're going to be getting into that, what went wrong, how I think the approach of the Clippers to start is really where it's, it began to just you know plummet into a bad loss. Because if you just look at it, regardless of the Clippers' situation, you know, no Kawhi Leonard, the Magic played really well, just kind of a weird game, it wouldn't be that bad of a loss. But because the Clippers, every game counts for them so much at this stage of the season, well, it, it really does mean a lot, and every loss is terrible, especially in a game like this where you're at home against the Orlando Magic who are playing for ping-pong balls at this point, just playing to get their guys a certain experience. But they are not actually looking at playing games or competitive games in April and May. So the Clippers needed to come out with more urgency. Uh, you look at the first quarter score, the Magic are winning 31-30. to Now Eric Gordon started in place of Kawhi Leonard today with the back-to-back on Sunday. But it just was You got to come out and set the tone against teams like that. Against teams that you should beat, you got to come out and set the tone. And one thing we've seen in the, in the Raptors game, in the Knicks game... And in the Warriors game is the Clippers defensive intensity was just different now that starts with Paul George and Kawhi Leonard But I didn't see much of that from anybody and the magic They clearly were smart about the way they attacked the Clippers in the beginning of the game Going at Marcus Morris a lot and you started to see him struggle on both ends and it just became that whole Why is he on the court? He shouldn't be playing he's starting and hurting the team all this stuff But somebody that wasn't was Russell Westbrook. I think he actually started with some urgency and he had 11 points three rebounds and five assists at halftime so he had a good first half but the main man that really needs to get us going and even though he had a good second half a much better second half is not you know absolved of blame in this one is paul george we've been singing his praises the last four games it's been a huge a huge reason the clippers have been winning is because of pg especially the defensive effort that he's put out and in this game He was so careless with the ball. Six turnovers in one half is unacceptable from an all-star in any situation. But especially with Kawhi Leonard out... There is no room for error. So Paul George to have six turnovers, I'm happy he didn't turn the ball over in the second half, is way too much. And the Clippers turned the ball over about 10 times. I don't remember the exact number, but at least nine times in the first half, which is too much. They took care of the ball better in the second half, but it's just about, you can't give a team like that confidence. And that's exactly what you do when you turn the ball over a lot. You trail after one. Now they're in rhythm. Now they know they can potentially beat you. So I think there's a very, very strong – there was a strong overconfidence in this game. Either you – can, you can frame it two ways. Either they didn't come out ready to play because they're, get, they're outscored 57-55 to 55 at halftime by the Magic. I know they're an NBA team and you can't underestimate them and the Clippers are without two of their top three scorers, which has to be noted that the Clippers are without two of their top three scorers. The two things is you can either frame it this way, that they were overconfident – or they just didn't come out to play, you know, one of the two. got to take care of business early in a game like that. You gave them confidence. Now you have to have a really good second half to bury them, and it looked like the Clippers were going to bury them. The third quarter was a good one for them. 27-17, to 17, they won that third quarter, and 17 points. You see there was a change defensively, but I think a large reason was Paul George scoring the basketball, catching the ball at the elbow. We saw a lot more elbow pee, and just rising over the top, two dribbles into turnarounds, and I've, you know when he catches the ball there, he doesn't need to dribble that much to do a quick combo move to get to the rim. He's two or three steps with his long strides away from the basket. So I think one takeaway is that the Clippers going forward, and I know it was a little bit harder without Kawhi in this game, but they need to go to less Paul George high pick and rolls. Because even though sometimes it, it's a great source of offense, there are a lot, there's a large turnover risk With that as opposed to Paul George coming off off ball actions or Paul George catching at the elbow There's too much risk of a turnover So I'd say when you do it and you go to it after about two or three plays If you're not getting good stuff out of it, you get a couple turnovers, go away from it. If you're getting good looks out of it, a lot of those four-on-three reads for guys like Terrence Mann and Zoo, then fine, you can keep going to it. But in this one, they weren't really getting great stuff out of that high screen and roll with Paul George. A lot more success in the elbow. And when he started getting going in that third quarter, I think it was 14 points in the third after only seven points on three for 10 shooting in the first. Then the Clippers' defense gets set, and they start to get more stops. And Marcus Morris also came out with a good third quarter, knocking down shots. His jumper was finally going. But overall... You know, what happened to the Clippers in the fourth quarter? They had a terrible defensive quarter. I mean, 39 points allowed to that Orlando Magic team is not good enough. And I know the Magic have been playing better basketball since, this, in you know, the year 2023. They're 13 games under 500, and they were much worse in the beginning. But that's still no excuse. You know, 39 points allowed in one quarter, especially the fourth and final most important quarter, is just not acceptable. And the Clippers were up 88 to 82 with around nine and a half to go in the game. To then allow 31 points from that point forward is unacceptable. So. The start and the finish were poor for the Clippers in this game. And I think a large reason was simple. I know it sounds like lazy analysis, but overconfidence. You didn't see the same defensive intensity. I think, I think championships are straight up won on your defensive intensity. I know there's an easy way to say just effort. But the, just the effort on the defensive end and on the glass is key to any game of basketball on any level. And the Clippers didn't bring that in this game after they had in multiple games. They lose it 108 to 113, but coming up, going to go in more depth about the performance, about Ty Lu's decisions, and about why the phrase, it, or it, I started saying on the podcast, so I should say, but it's not, I'm not the first one who said it. It doesn't matter who starts, it matters who finishes. Why that's a little bit misleading. Going to be talking about that coming up. But before we do that, I have to tell you about Nissan's most electric player of the week. And that was Kawhi Leonard yet again. And the Nissan Most Electric Player of the Week is brought to you by the all-new, all-electric, 2023 Nissan Aria. Kawhi Leonard was the Most Electric Player of the Week. He was electric. He could not be stopped. He was fiercely elegant, stunningly powerful, dominating guys in the post, on the block. And he was the man. The Nissan Aria delivers on duality. Combination of fierceness and elegance and the perfect SUV crossover. The 2023 Nissan Ariya packs you to your seat power, packs, pinned you to your seat power and premium intelligence all in one electric vehicle. The all-new, all-electric 2023 Nissan Ariya. The electric vehicle for people who love to drive. Shop now at NissanUSA.com. So... The Clippers lose this one 113 to 108. It was a nine man rotation, no Kawhi Leonard. So, you know what I'm thinking. Is Robert Covington going to play? And play he did. And he was fantastic yet again. These were the first Robert Covington minutes we saw, like real minutes we saw since the fifth loss in a row in that losing streak at Sacramento. In the four-game winning streak, we haven't seen Robert Covington in meaningful minutes. And it's just funny. He comes in immediately and does his Robert Covington thing. Gets to the basket. There was even one time where he caught the ball in the corner in the mid-range area. Quick rip-through. Went at the body of the defender and scored at the rim. I mean, I was very impressed. But you know what else he does. His hands. His steals. Had a steal and a dunk. In this game, Robert Covington. 11 points and 3 steals in 23 minutes on 4-for-7 shooting and 1-for-2 from 3. You'll be happy to know that he was the most played bench player for the Clippers in this game with 23 minutes, but you'll be unhappy to know that he played eight minutes less than Marcus Morris senior and eight minutes less than Eric Gordon. And quite frankly, in a game in which besides the end of the second quarter, EJ didn't really do anything and he ended his streak of really good games. He'd been fantastic in this winning streak, but in this one, only seven points and four assists. On three for eight shooting and one for three from deep in 31 minutes of play, and I didn't notice much defensively either. So Eric Gordon definitely played too much. Russell Westbrook, you can argue, played too much. He played the entire fourth quarter and played 37 minutes. You can argue if it's Zubats didn't play enough, only 27 minutes. He was closing the game, but then in the last minute and a half or so, Paul, uh, Cole, uh, sorry, Ty Lu took Zub out because he wanted to switch everything on the pick and roll, and he didn't want to play them straight up. So he took zoo off the floor. But I think when let's talk about the sequence of the game, right? So Clippers are down by around six points uh, in the beginning of the second quarter. They cut it down to around two. And I thought some of the pros in the first half, even though there weren't that many were obviously Robert Covington, but if it's a Zubats, he had a double double in the first half. So he was doing a good job finishing, doing a good job rebounding. But as I said, the defensive intensity wasn't good enough. You're allowing a lot of late switches, and late switches are when a guy does a poor job getting over the screen, so then Zubots has to switch onto the ball, the point guard in the pick and roll, and now you have the point guard guard in the center. Sometimes you can get away with it, but a lot of times it leaves you vulnerable in the offensive glass. And also, the Clippers missed a lot of layups and chippies in the beginning of the game. I remember Brian Seaman saying if they had made their layups, to be up by 13 points. That was when they were down by like six points with like eight minutes to go in the second quarter, he said that. And I got to give Markel Fultz and Cole Anthony a lot of credit. I thought they were really solid. Franz Wagner as well. But Markel Fultz and Wendell Carter in the second half, especially in the fourth quarter, is what really impressed me. But Clippers, solid third quarter, as I said. Terrence Mann, he struggled a little bit against Cole Anthony. And it wasn't, you know, one of the better games from Terrence, but six points on three for five shooting in only 18 minutes, he was a plus six, is typical good productivity from T. I think that stretch at the end of the third quarter, Paul you had four wings out there. You had Terrence, you had Rocco, you had Nico, you had Paul, and then you had Mason at the center was a good lineup to end that third quarter. The Clippers were up by 8, 82-74. Because Paul George was getting going. You have more defensive resistance now. You have more athleticism. You get Terrence Mann running the floor. You know, that's the thing about Terrence Mann is even when he's not amazing, even defensively, he still does other things like increase the pace or get out and run or just offer a little bit more resistance than said uh, starter, like a Marcus Morris or an Eric Gordon per se, or even Russ. So... I thought that in that stretch, beginning of the fourth quarter as well, even when Russ came in for Paul George, the Clippers were still doing fine. You know, when they went up 88 82 with like nine and a half to go in the game and the Magic called timeout, I really thought the Clippers were going to take it. I thought we were winning that game. And then I got to say, Russell Westbrook made a couple of big mistakes. The first one was when he. That wasn't a huge mistake, but he turned the ball over running full speed. Terrence Mann was a little too far behind, and his defender came and helped and stole the ball. But what, what the mistake was was not turn the ball over, but was not getting back, not hustling to get back. The Magic got a second chance opportunity, and Cole Anthony made a floater. And then on the next possession, Russ got to the line, missed two free throws, and then was late on a rotation on a Wendell Carter lob. But I also think Mason Plumley. I didn't like his minutes in this one. I think that... He played a little bit too much. I think he could have played like maybe 15 or 16 minutes and Zubats played around 30 because I didn't like what he was doing in this game. I know he was two for three. Well, actually, you know, looking at his stats, I would have never thought he had eight points and 10 boards. And mind you, I, I did arrive late into watching the game because I forgot that it was on KTLA and not Bally. So when I came on, the Clippers were down by six points already late in that first quarter. So I may have missed it. Correct. If you if you think that Mason I'm um, being harsh on Mason Plumlee, please let me know if he did something early in the first quarter because for anyone that's saying, why would you come on here and record and you didn't watch the full game? Well, I looked for li- listings of replays and on KTLA, they didn't have any. So I had no choice. If you wanted me to get the episode out by Sunday, I had to just go with what I saw. And so Mason Plumley, in the minute that I watched, He wasn't offering much defensive resistance. I think Mason Plumlee, at times, he can get caught in no man's land when he's dropping in that pick and roll. You either have to put enough pressure on the ball handler where that pass is not just a straight, wide-open lob, or stay attached to the roller so he's not just getting a free dunk. But you can't be in the middle in no man's land. And, And on that Russ dunk, yes, it was a slightly less rotation by Russ, but Mason Plumlee was in no man's land there, and the Clippers immediately were now only immediately... Went from six up by six to up to up two, 88 to 86. And then Paul George came in shortly after that, and you didn't see Terrence Mann for the rest of the game. So I think Terrence Mann, yes, he needed a little bit of a rest because he had played like eight straight minutes, but you got to give him a little rest and then bring him back in. Robert Covington, same thing applies. He came out of the game, he and Nico Batum at the same time for Marcus Morris and Eric Gordon. And they just stayed out. Robert Covington came in for Zoo to go small at the end, but it was a little too little too late. I think Russell Westbrook had some poor defensive moments in that fourth quarter. Paul George was good in that fourth quarter, but overall, the Clippers could not get a stop late. And it wasn't one particular person. It wasn't all Marcus Morris. And coming up, I am going to be talking about why the phrase... Of me saying it doesn't matter who starts, it matters who finishes, is a little bit flawed and coming to bite the Clippers. The Clippers lose it 113 to 108 in this one. They get outscored 39 to 26 in the fourth quarter and with 15 turnovers. The Magic actually had 17. So the Clippers did clean that up. But 39 to 26 in the fourth quarter is no good. But I'm going to be talking about it more coming up. But before I do that, I have to tell you about this show, and it being sponsored by Better Help. You know, there's been a lot of times in life where I've been down, I've needed somebody to talk to, and it's always a process. You know, we are always in the process of bettering ourselves as human beings. And especially as a, as a man, you get told that your feelings don't matter, or men don't show emotion. But sometimes you need to just admit that you need someone to talk to. And Better Help is a place where... If you are in a situation where you need someone to talk to, you've got to give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, and it's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. All you have to do is fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Discover your potential with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash nba today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp. H E L P help dot com slash locked on NBA. So, I've always said it doesn't matter how you who starts, it matters who finishes. But here is why that is starting to become a tough thing to come to terms with, because when Marcus Morris starts games. When Terrence Mann, Robert Covington, and Nicholas Batum, who are superior defenders, check into the game at around the three-minute or four-minute mark of the first quarter, they're going to play their six, seven, eight-minute stretch, right? But a player usually comes out after seven, eight straight minutes of NBA basketball, unless they're playing the entire fourth quarter, and role players don't usually play entire quarters. So you're going to take those guys out for their breather to close the half. But just by that definition, Marcus Morris is now getting more minutes than them because he's coming in for a second stint. So basically the moral of the story is he's getting two stints to their one. And that's why it's not just about who finishes. It is about who starts. And, you know, I think people are going to have problems with Russell Westbrook closing the game, but I think he earned the right to close the game in the fourth quarter. I think Eric Gordon did it in this game. I think Terrence Mann, if if you want to put Eric Gordon and give Terrence Mann a breather, fine. Give him a two- to three-minute breather. And I don't think Terrence was perfect in this game. There were at least seven points scored on him, and Cole Anthony was giving him the business for a little bit. But he was still offering more resistance. He still offers too many things on the court, and he was part of the stretch where the Clippers built the lead up to eight points. You need as many of... As many minutes as you can give Nico, Terrence, and Roko, you got to. And Nico, he did take two really rushed threes that I didn't like in this game. He was one for four, only three points, three assists, um, minus two. So he didn't have a very good game. But I still think he offers more defensive resistance than Senior. He was still into that lineup when the Clippers went up by eight, but he was also part of the lineup when they went when the Magic brought them brought themselves back within one and took the lead. So, you know, it's not. It wasn't like Nico just was part of some huge run or something. But I still like Nico getting more minutes than senior, even though Nico's not playing very well recently. He's got to have some good games because... I mean, he's definitely declined a little bit this year. He had a stretch in the beginning of the season where he was really slow. Then he bounced back and was playing really well. And now he's declined again a little bit. It, it's safe to say he's declined since last season a little bit. It's just natural he's older. But he's still such a positive player for this team. And I think he can play more. But Robert Covington absolutely should have played more in this game. I mean, 23 minutes when he's playing that well. But again, he has to come out for his little rest. So that's why it does matter who starts. And Marcus Morris continuing to start, it, it doesn't even matter what Ty Lue does in-game because he's already putting himself at a disadvantage. Because Marcus Morris, it's not that he's horrendous. It's that he is just not as good as the other players the Clippers have. So when you look at the entire story of this game, yes, Marcus Morris starting is hurting the Clippers and did hurt the Clippers in this game because Terrence Mann and Robert Covington are not closing now because you want to manage the minutes. You don't want to overwork them or whatever. Terrence Mann, by the way, can still, I mean, he couldn't have played that whole fourth quarter because he was playing, you know, he came in with like four minutes to go in the third. He played for the longest out of the bench players in that second half stretch. But starting Marcus Morris hurts. So... That was one reason the Clippers lost. The carelessness, the main reason to me is just the lack of intensity to start the game. But I got to give credit to Markel Fultz. I mean, he was hitting contested mid ranges, finishes around the basket. I mean, yeah, the Clippers, including Russ, need to offer better defensive, you know, resistance, getting over screens, but. Markel Fultz, Cole Anthony were making some tough shots. Franz Wagner hitting threes. I mean, that step back he hit over Robert Covington was just an amazing shot. They just couldn't miss in the fourth quarter. Wendell Carter shoots like 32% from three. But in this game, he had 27 and 12 and was four for eight from three. Four for eight from three. The guy shoots 34% on the year, and he shot four threes and made four threes in the game. Markel Fultz had like 20-something points. Let me check. It was 19 at the end. But 28 points. Like, we, we allowed 55 points to Markel Fultz and Wendell Carter alone. If you combine Franz Wagner in there, we allowed 75 points to the three of them. 93 points if you add Cole Anthony. So we allowed 93 points to four players. You want to look at why the Clippers lost? That's it right there. So in my opinion, Paul George, carelessness with the ball. Russell Westbrook, another poor second half. Another tail of two halves for Russ. He needs to knock down the mid range. He needs to shoot the mid range if it's there. If it's blatantly there, he needs to take it. He still has some good moments in the game. But ultimately, he needs to make more hustle plays defensively. You know, I think the whole Russ gives it his all. It was true in OKC, but he does a lot of lazy things in games. For example, on the Hill Fultz late layup, he doubled the... In you know, and when the inbounds pass was made, he doubled, but didn't hustle back, and he had plenty of time to get back onto Markel Fultz, and he made, and Markel just went all the way for a reverse layup, even with Paul George coming to help him. So overall, the Clippers lose it, one oh eight to one thirteen. It's a terrible loss, just a terrible loss. They're now thirty seven and thirty four, but thankfully for them. Golden State also lost. So the Clippers remain in fifth place. The bad part is they are now two games in the loss column below the Phoenix Suns, and it would have been really nice to stay on their tails. And they have now given themselves more work to do. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Dime Pod. It's a tough loss. You can subscribe to my own YouTube channel, Dime Dropper, for even more. I'll be live after the Blazers game on Sunday night, so you can tune into me there. Remember to subscribe to Lockdown Clippers and hit the notification bell to know when we go and post any episode. Thank you for listening. Go Clippers.